The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Hello, this is Brandon, the host of the podcast, and today my guest is Jesse Zelka. Oh, I got to start that again because is it Zelka or Zilka? <laughs> Zilka. Zilka. Zilka, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could have just rolled with it. I would have been fine. Oh, no, that's all right. I write a capital I, so it's Z- Zilka, right? Yep, Zilka. <laughs> say it again. Okay. Like Zilch, but Zilka. Yeah, okay. And if you say Zilch, we'll just roll with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm psyching myself out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're uh, fine. That's all right. <sighs> okay. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 21 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog, hosted by Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Hi, this is Brandon back with the podcast, Better Man Podcast. Of course, you know that because I said it right at the very front. But now I have my guest here to talk with me, Jesse Zilka. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I am doing good. And you? I'm doing fantastic. All right. Today, we've got a uh, a, a, a cover here, a Beatles yeah. cover. I've got a feeling. Yes. That was uh, originally on a little orange three-song cassette that uh, came out before the album 10 came out. And then they also put it on a Japanese version of 10. No way. Yes way. I didn't know that. Totally. And um, first, though, since I'm talking to you for the very first time, I need to ask you, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Well, I've, I mean, I've known the name for most of my life, you know, uh, my parents have always been big rock and roll fans. So obviously when you're talking about rock and roll, Pearl Jam's bound to come up, but I didn't start listening to Pearl Jam until, uh, the summer of 2017. So two years ago, and I had gotten really into grunge music. I was a super big Soundgarden fan. Uh, love Nirvana, love Alice in Chains, and one of my best friends, um, him and his dad, shop at my record store pretty frequently, and they're big Pearl Jam fans, and um, Mr. Derek is his is my buddy Michael's dad, and he came in the store one day, and I was playing Soundgarden, and he's like, you know, I, I hear you playing Soundgarden and, and Chris Cornell and Nirvana all the time, but when are you going to play some Pearl Jam? And because I grew up with an older brother that influenced me greatly, he's never cared for Eddie Vedder's voice. And so I was like, oh, Pearl Jam. Like, I'm just not into Pearl Jam. I don't like Eddie Vedder's voice. And he's like, Jesse, mm-hmm. you need to do yourself a favor. He said, go home, pour a glass of wine or get a beer, whatever you do. And he said, don't turn the TV on. Don't do chores. Don't walk on the house. Just put on 10 and listen to it from start to finish. And just see how you feel. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But at least give it a chance. I was like, oh, we'll think about it. Maybe. So a couple weeks later, I was at home by myself. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll give this a try. And I did. And here we are. 
been crazy about him ever since. So thanks, Mr. Derek, if you're listening. <laughs> and you you started with 10? Yep, started with 10. I kind of did the 10 through Vitology thing. Um, and then I kind of just, I ended up making a Spotify playlist for my record store of just their whole discography. And I just played it on shuffle. And so I learned a lot of their songs just by constantly hearing it in the store. And then once I got acclimated to their sound and certain songs that I liked, then I would go and explore the record itself and kind of get an affinity for it and go from there. Now, how, how deep have you gone with, uh, with the Pearl Jam? Do you have all the CDs or do you listen mostly uh, to just online? Oh, no. I have, um, I have all their CDs. Um, I also have all of their albums on vinyl. Um, I have original pressings all the way from 10 to Riot Act. Um, the only one I'm missing is by Gnarl, I think. Um, so I have original pressings and repressings, and then I have repressings of uh, the ones that they just put out like early last year, I think. Um, yeah. So I think that was avocado riot act and binaural i have a bunch of bootlegs on cd i have cassette tapes i have um some uh, bootleg concerts on vinyl um a couple box sets so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty into the collecting of all the pearl jam things have you uh got the import singles and stuff i've gotten some of them i've gotten some singles um i kind of just i don't really go online and shop so i kind of just stumble upon them when I go to like record fairs or other record stores that have used CDs and stuff like that. I'll, I'll look for things that matter of fact, Sunday I was just at a record store in Tampa called the sound exchange. And I mm -hmm. got a couple of riot act singles actually on CD, which I didn't have. I got save you and I got, I am mine, I think mm -hmm. um, on CD. So I look for them when I can, but part of the fun of being a music collector is finding them, when you find them, not necessarily buying always online. So yeah. it's been a more of a slow going to collect the CDs than it has the vinyl. Um, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm happy with my collection. So when you were saying that you didn't know that uh, this song was on the, the Japanese 10, you've never seen the Japanese 10 or. No, I've never actually, well, I knew that they covered this song. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had seen the live video that we discussed before. I actually hadn't listened to the studio version though, until I was preparing for this. And so I was like, man, this is great. When did they record this? Like, that was actually a question I was going to ask you, but you answered it for me. Um, which is interesting to me that they recorded this before 10, because I was trying to pinpoint Eddie's voice. as like what quote era I felt like it was from. And I probably wouldn't have picked mm -hmm. 10, but I don't know. I don't know really what I was thinking, but um, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I'm still learning. I'm still a newbie. I feel like to the fandom. So no, that's all right. I'm still trying to wade through all the information. No, that's it. It's it's uh, it's 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 totally okay. I mean, all as as uh, as they say in Poltergeist, all are welcome. <laughs> Step into the light. Uh, I can't remember what they say. It's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> I don't think it I've came out when I was a kid. I was too scared. Yeah, I'm not a fan of scary movies, so I don't <laughs> think I've seen it either. 
Well, uh, this is, uh, like I said, a Beatles song mm-hmm. from uh, Let It Be. And it was a combination of two songs that Lennon and McCartney had, but didn't weren't really finished. Uh, see, there were I Got a Feeling, and then Everybody Had a Hard Year. Yeah. And they, I guess, put them together and were like, okay, yeah, this works. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Shows you the genius of those two. Yeah. They can just slap two songs together. You know, this is the, at the end though, and I think both the songs were kind of, kind of done, and they're like, eh, we need to, we can't just have you know two minutes or whatever. We got to have it stretched out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was the end for sure. It, it, I think they were kind of over it at that point. Yeah, I believe yeah. that this this was their last album that came out, mm-hmm. um, but they recorded Abbey Road after this, and then released abbey road first and then this or something like that it's 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 they didn't release them in the order that they recorded them right mm-hmm. i think but um yeah they're just uh talking about singing about uh you know having a feeling and letting your hair down and stomping yeah. feet and then you have a hard year and <laughs> at least that's how the Beatles go. The Pearl Jam yeah. sings it a little bit different. Yeah, it does. I noticed that. Everybody had a good year, but we never saw the sunshine. Everybody had a wet dream. Making the temple was a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody made a movie. Everybody had one line. Everybody messes and me. I like it. I mean, I I'm a big Beatles fan, so I'm I'm apt to like the Beatles the best. Not against Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is my favorite band, but to me, when you're covering a Beatles song, no matter how good you do it, it's not quite the Beatles version. Mm-hmm. But I think that they did a really great job of covering it, and making it their own, for sure. Yeah, and they've they've I I think it's one of those things where. Either Eddie doesn't know the lyrics, and so he makes up his own stuff, or maybe he had his own idea of what he wanted to sing about, and mm-hmm. singing about singles and Andy Wood dying. Yes, I I loved the fact that he mentioned singles. I'm such a big fan of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much, and I feel like it's so overlooked in in everything. It's just such an overlooked movie. So when I heard him, I was like, mm-hmm. yes, singles. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> everybody made a movie. Everybody had one line. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And then mentioning Andy was really, really sweet. That was a sweet tribute to him. I feel like I think I think Paul and John would be proud of that if they knew the backstory, which they, mm-hmm. may, they may know the backstory. But yeah. And I think, too, like when they play it live, when, you know, they've pretty much played it live from the beginning not all too often they put it in every now and then and i think that, that uh some of the home or away shows or something like that they busted it out a couple times i don't i i'm not into that my much minutia of how many times they played it and stuff that's not a knock against you i'm just saying that i don't like to do that much research no i totally get it <laughs> I totally but, get it. But yeah, I think that the, the Andy line stays in, but then he'll put in more of the real lyrics or he just makes stuff up. Yeah. yeah. In there too. That makes sense. I mean, it's Eddie. He's constantly switching things up anyway. So. Yeah. So do you think that they, they do an okay job you say? Oh 
yeah, they do. They do a really good job. Oh, okay. They do a really good job. I just, I, I've been a fan of the Beatles since middle school. Um, so I'm pretty, I hate to say well versed cause I don't know everything about the Beatles. They're not a band that I've ever been obsessed with, but I grew up with their albums. So I am always going to err on the side of the original Beatles version to a cover, no matter how good of the cover it is. Um, and, and Eddie did a great job. His, his scream, his Paul McCartney scream towards the beginning of their version was mind blowing. I was like, dang, get it, Eddie. Jeez. Um, cause it's hard to mimic Paul in that way. So I'm pretty sure it's Paul. I'm, I'm thinking it is Paul. It's a fantastic cover, but just because I've been a Beatles fan for a lot longer than I've been a Pearl Jam fan, it's hard for me to say that I like Pearl Jam's better than the yeah. Beatles. So not, not as a band that this particular cover. Have you listened to both of the Beatles versions? I have. Yeah. And, um, What's your what's your opinion on the on the naked mix as opposed to the original uh, Beatles version? I, I like it. I don't I don't really have a overwhelming opinion on it. Um, I like the original mm-hmm. best, but I mean the na- the stripped version, the naked version is good too. I mean, to me, you just can't go wrong if the Beatles are singing it. So, uh, I I don't know. I I think I'd have to just say that I I'm kind of I ha- I'm unbiased about that. You know, I I'd take it either way. You know? Okay. You're not one of those people who are just like, okay, I get, I prefer the mono mix of this oh, album no, and I'm then the stereo of this. No, and... no. I meet those types of people every day. I am not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get the uh, the uh, the white album, five disc, whatever, Mahoozits with the uh, three discs of outtakes and all that <laughs> no, sort of stuff? No. Okay. I just want to listen to the music. I don't really care about all that stuff. Some bands yeah. I do. But Pearl like, Jam, yeah, though. exactly. If, if Pearl Jam <laughs> released like expanded packs of all of their albums, which Pearl Jam, if you're listening, you should do that. Um, I would absolutely sit down and study those like a freaking you know college course. But mm-hmm. the Beatles, like I said, I've I've grown up with the Beatles. My dad introduced me to them when I was like 13, and I've really enjoyed their music over the years. But they're not somebody that I'm like. I have to have this particular thing of this particular album. I kind of just want the album so I can listen to them, you know? Yeah. You have the, uh, the re-releases of the, uh, the super deluxe of 10 and verses and Vitology on vinyl or CD or the, uh, the box set things. I think oh, they were, I yeah. do not. that's something that I oh. don't have. I know I look everywhere for it and I cannot find it. Actually, Kate's boyfriend, Bobby, he has it, and he sent me pictures so I could see some of it. But I'm like, I want this so bad. I can't find it anywhere. He doesn't do it maliciously. I think Kate sent them to me, actually, because her and Bobby were looking at it. But I was just like, I want that. I need that. Please send it to me. It wasn't sent with a nye, 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 nye. No. Well, I think what it was, too, is... I can't remember which song it was, but we were unsure of the lyrics. Like the lyrics on Pearl Jam's website says something completely different than the lyrics on Google Mm -hmm. to something else. And so I think she looked it up through that particular release because they had more details about everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what song it was or what we were talking about, but that's really why she sent it to me. But then I was like, send me more pictures, please. So I can see what you're pulling this (laughs) from. Cause she just sent me like the, 
screenshot of the lyrics. And I'm like, where did you get this? And she's like, oh. And she sends me, like, screenshots of the box set. And I'm like, oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll get it. I just have to find it. We've heard all the stuff from them, right? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. <laughs> I know I should go on YouTube and probably listen to it, but I never think to do that. If you're the, uh, the Redux version of 10, though, right? I do have the Redux okay. version. Yeah, I have that on CD and on, on record. Okay. So, yes, I do. Yeah, that's 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 the important one. As long as you have that, then yeah, you you don't really need to listen to Evil Little Goat <laughs> or Two Thousand Mile Blues. <laughs> I mean, I would I. The cool thing about how I collect my Pearl Jam stuff, because I don't buy a ton of it online, um, is that I'm finding new things that I haven't heard before, or I'm mm-hmm. seeing different things that I haven't seen before, and that's part of the fun of it to me. And that's just bringing up a collector and me because I I'll buy records online, but I really prefer to find them in a store. So, um, because there's a thrill, there's like a feeling that you get. So when I find something Pearl Jam that I've never seen before, I'm like, Oh my God, give it to me now. So I like that. I haven't found it yet. I want it and I hope to find it soon, but when I find it, I'll listen to it and it'll be great. Yeah, the back back in the uh, back in the old days, let me tell you, young whippersnapper. Uh, yeah, you'd I'd go into the uh, into the uh, the warehouse or Tower Records. I don't know if you've ever heard of those yeah. old places mm-hmm. before. <laughs> I have. You, you go you go into there, and it's like, okay, gotta look for Pearl Jam. Go in here, even though I was just there. Uh, a couple weeks before, it's like God. It seems yep. they got something new. They only oh, have. You never know. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, they only have three albums. I was like, oh, I've never seen this import single before. I gotta get it. Yep. It's like oh, that's, okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and pay thirty bucks for these three songs. I guess that's okay. <laughs> it's all about the collection. Yeah, I'm young. I got disposable income, right? I know, right? That is part of the problem oh, for me yeah. too, is that I have to really rein it in. <laughs> I bought um the last big Pearl Jam purchase I bought was my original pressing of Riot Act. Mm-hmm. I spent two hundred dollars on that sucker. Yeah, but it has all the original inserts and everything. It actually the person I bought it from, I was at a record fair. I was actually selling records at this record fair mm-hmm. and the guy behind me uh wanted some of my records. I was like, Well, why don't we do some trading? And so I ended up finding it, and he's like, well, I can't do trade on that one. I'm going to have to ask for cash, which I, I get it. Like, a $200 record, yeah, of course you're going to ask for cash for that. And um, I was like, that's fine. Take my money here, but I cannot buy anything else. And I looked at my dad, and I was like, don't let me buy anything else. So, But it is beautiful. It came from his personal collection, actually, because he I, – I, I, maybe he's not a big Pearl Jam fan, but he's like, I wanted the remaster. I'm like, okay. So I was like, well, I'll be happy to take this original off your hands. Thank you very much. So it's beautiful, but it cost me a lot of money. Yeah, because there's not, there's not really anything special with that, right? It's a double record, right? And it just has the the book that's not really well, different than the out, uh, Yeah, Yeah, it came out the with CD. the book. And then, um, I mean, it was pressed in 2002. Yeah. So the way that they press records now on all that really heavy 180 gram stuff, like I'm not always a big fan of that. I kind of have a beef with 180 gram most of the time. So the fact that it is an original 2002 pressing, it just like, gimme, I need it. But I think once I get binaural, that will be all the originals. Um, Cause I don't think they put, 
avocado out on original vinyl. I don't think. I'd have to look. No, they had it in vinyl originally. Did they? Oh my god, I'm doomed. Yeah, you had you had I believe they only had it through their website though. And then when it came out, it was it wasn't Target exclusive. That was uh Backspacer. It was some other ex- on vinyl? No, on uh, on vinyl, it was only through their website, I think. And then they, when they released oh, okay. the CD, yeah, I think they released the CD everywhere. But it was a different. They had they had the uh, the vinyl and the CD uh, as special editions through the website, and the CD through their website is different than the CD you'd find in the stores. It's like a little book thing. It's not a a case or anything. Gotcha. Well, now you just made me have to search for one other thing because now I'm going to have to get this avocado <laughs> pressing. I, I got to go on Discogs right now and look at it. I got to see what it's going for. You're welcome. <laughs> well, hey, at least I'm not spending my whole life going without a record that I need, right? I mean, that's important. Yeah, it gives you, it gives you life. It gives you uh, good feelings and all that sparkly yeah. stuff on the inside you need every once in a while that's exactly right um let's see is there really anything else about this song really i mean it's a good cover it's back in the kind of old days it's kind of yeah. jingly jangly they bust it out every once in a while <laughs> jingly jangly that's a good adjective yeah i mean i think i think it's not you know it's hard to really dissect a cover because you know when they didn't write it it's can't really dive into what they're thinking yeah you know, i can definitely see just from the sound of the song i can see why it would be something Eddie would want to cover. Matter of fact, at the beginning of it, it kind of reminded me of something like, not really Neil Youngish, but it has that kind of vibe to it. So I can definitely see why it's it's something that Eddie's drawn to. And I know Eddie has a big respect for the Beatles mm-hmm. and really enjoys their music. So yeah, I think it's a solid, a solid cover. I mean, to me, Pearl Jam can't do much wrong. So yeah, I think it's got the, uh, it's got a very, stone vibe i think with how the uh the riff goes yeah i could see that is that stone singing in the background with him towards the end of the song yeah okay i thought so good old stone him doing the real lyrics and then they they there's a they've been able to turn it into a jam too because you know at the end you just kind of just play it over and over again and you know play it for a long time and and sometimes mm-hmm. shenanigans hey. will happen like uh shenanigans. yeah mike mccready getting naked in a version yeah, I sent you that video. You didn't watch it? I I did watch it, but maybe I looked away and was cooking or something. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to miss and oh, it's man. hard to miss. <laughs> How have I never maybe I'm not thinking of the video live that I've been because when you sent it to me, I was like, Oh, I've seen that. But maybe that's not the one. Yeah, I think I I don't know if he starts off naked or if he like walks away and then comes back was and then is like, naked or something. Was he intoxicated at the time? I'm assuming. He oh, I'm pretty sure all of them are at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time. Oh dear. Oh, Mike. <laughs> well, I'll make Bless sure I put heart. that up too, so everyone else can take yeah, a look right. too. <laughs> there you go. Share the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's. I don't know. I think that's all I got. How about you? Yeah, I think we I think we covered it pretty good. No, oh, yeah, that's that sounds good to me. Is uh, do you have a do you do you do anything that you want to plug? Do you got uh, anything going on or anything? Uh, well, I do have a podcast. Oh, really? 
I do. It's called The Porch Podcast. It's about this band called Pearl Jam. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them before. Oh, really? I, yeah. Wait a minute. We're talking about Pearl Jam right now. Awesome. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, The Porch Podcast. Me and my friend Kate Cotton, we uh, we get our, our heads together once a week, and we uh, talk about a random song from the Pearl Jam uh, songbook, whether that's a studio um studio song or a b-side or something like that and we just kind of talk about the lyrics and the music and what it means to us and our experiences with it and um yeah so we do that every week we drop episodes typically unless something comes up on thursdays you can find us on apple Podcasts because i guess we're not supposed to say itunes anymore apple Podcasts, <laughs> spotify uh youtube and soundcloud we're on all those platforms and then if you live in florida come to my record store it's called jesse carl vinyl there you go <laughs> yeah or if you're visiting florida you don't have to be living there you can be visiting too yeah you can make a special trip yeah eh, well thanks thanks for coming on it's always good to to talk pearl jam with people and especially people with pearl jam podcasts because because uh we like them enough to okay. try to talk about them all the time yeah <laughs> to have a yeah right to have a, basically a second job about Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. An unpaid second job about Pearl Jam. Yeah, but it's a job you don't mind doing for the most part. No, it's not. It's not a job. No, it's not. It's so much fun. Yeah, unless you're like, oh, I got to get this edited. Oh, I got to put this up. No, that's my husband. Oh. <laughs> Bless oh, his well, sweetheart. I guess I need to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very blessed because he knows the ways of all the editing that I do not. So without him, I wouldn't be doing this for sure. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. And make sure to listen to the Porch Podcast and to keep listening to this one. Yeah, I guess I've never said that before, but That's yeah, right. go ahead. <laughs> keep listening. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash the Better Band Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am on Twitter at BrandENP. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Jesse, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Hi, Mr. Bergstrom. Feel free to make fun of my name if you want. Two suggestions are Mr. Nerdstrom and Mr. Boogerstrom. <laughs>